Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good, clean, fun. Bridgestone. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. This is AutoLine Daily for March 26. I'm John McElroy, and we have a lot to show you today, including another installment of Hall versus Hall. But first, the news. Fisker Motors is scrambling to find more money. Last month, the U.S. Department of Energy refused to release more funds to the company as part of a previously agreed-upon loan. So now, Bloomberg reports, Fisker is trying to raise $100 million through private equity. But that could prove to be harder than it would have been just a few months ago. The fledgling startup is running into a number of problems, including an embarrassing story that hit the headlines when one of its cars broke down while undergoing tests by Consumer Reports. Recently, a number of electric car startup companies have folded up as government money dried up. So let this be a lesson for anyone else trying to break into the automotive business. If your business plan is predicated upon getting government subsidies, then you really don't have much of a business plan. Now that General Motors is buying part of Peugeot, the French automaker is slamming on the brakes when it comes to spending money. It stopped development of a dual-clutch transmission and of at least four new vehicle platforms, the Wall Street Journal reports. PSA wants to see how it can get GM to split the cost. The two companies are looking for $2 billion in combined annual savings, but GM better hope that PSA can quickly get its financial house back in order because the last thing it needs as it struggles to turn its European operations around is a partner that cannot turn a profit. Meanwhile, Wards reports that Peugeot is banking heavily on its new B-Class car, the 208, to run up the sales charts. But the B-Class segment in Europe is facing a ferocious pricing war where most automakers are not making any money on those cars. Peugeot says if the 208 hits its sales targets, three of its assembly plants will be back in the black. One of their key selling points will be with a touchscreen that displays apps, like one for finding a nearby restaurant. Get this, the cost of getting those apps is only $460 for the first year and only $200 a year after that. Please, don't any of you out there tell Peugeot that you can get apps for free on your smartphone. I think that would ruin their day. Ford is out in front of most automakers with its social media efforts, and it has integrated its products into TV shows like American Idol. But with its most recent effort, the company is producing an hour-long reality series called Escape Routes, featuring the 2013 Escape. Six episodes of the show will air on NBC starting this Saturday, and like any other reality show, teams will have to complete a series of challenges for a chance to win $100,000 and two new escapes. Ford won't say how much it spent on this, but it's way more expensive than a traditional ad campaign. Even so, Ford's top marketer Jim Farley is a true believer in audience engagement, and that's what this 
is all about. Dodge announced it will enter the Global Rallycross Championship Series with a rally version of the Dart and driven by four-time Rally America champion Travis Pastrana. The car is powered by a purpose-built two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder that cranks out 600 horsepower and 550 pound-feet of torque. If you ask me, this is a very smart way for Dodge to reach out to a new generation of buyers. Coming up next, it's time for another installment of Hall vs. Hall. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. Bob and Jim Hall are some of our most favorite people in the business. Jim is with 2953 Analytics and Bob is an automotive designer. Every now and then we like to pose a question to them and here's the one that we asked them in the most recent installment. Excuse me a minute. Just made some. I'm disgusted. <laughs> wait till wait till you're downwind. I'm disgusted. Okay. As I've overcome in vertiginous retching horror. Uh, Favorite fuel, for me, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I'm tempted to say hydrogen. Because if we can ever make hydrogen cars work, for whatever reason, we will completely get rid of any concept of carbon in the fuel, CO2 is not an issue, and then we can have cars that are as good as we can have. But of course, the problem is it is the least dense element, and as a result, it, you don't get a lot of it per pound or per cubic foot or whatever. But I say hydrogen, and I don't hold any hope for seeing the majority of cars being hydrogen fueled in my lifetime. But it's a neat fuel. No, I, 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 what Jim said on hydrogen is, is right, but I mean, if, if you're talking about something you can have for the here and now, and we're talking about things that weren't made before, there was a proposal back in the early 90s to do what was called phase four gasoline in the state of California. Remember that? Right. And it was to drop the RVP, the reed vapor pressure of gasoline, astronomically low. So low that if you put it in a car with a carburetor, the car would not run. Right. You and couldn't it, aspirate it without exactly. fuel injection and high pressure. Exactly. And, 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 it was a system, is it, is it the one you have for the long run? No, but it allowed for better fuel economy, higher compression ratios, a lot of the things without, without impacting the drivability or the emissions curve. It actually helped the emissions curve. But it, was, it would have been significant more, significantly more expensive than gasoline at that time. Exactly. exactly. And that was with gas and, at $1.35 a gallon. And the bigger issue was that none of the companies that had refineries in California wanted to upgrade them because it required basically redoing the refinery on a huge scale. But when it was put forward, a lot of car companies liked it. Because the car company viewpoint, when I was at Mazda, the viewpoint we had was, we've done a hell of a lot on our side with emissions. Why can't the guys supplying the fuel now come at least up to our level? It's easy because the, uh, the oil companies have a much more effective uh, Lobby. lobbying yeah. campaign. No, and that's no, that's why onboard vapor recovery ended up on the cars instead of at the pump. Exactly. So, you know, lobbies win. No, that, that, that'd be my choice. Boy, I, I really do enjoy that Jim and Bob show. Very informative and entertaining. And don't worry, we will have more Hall vs. Hall in future shows. But that wraps up this show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.